a- an aspect of this uh, kindness that uh, we've been talking about interwoven into the awareness practice that we will turn more explicitly towards today. Meeting the moment with kindness and well wishes and even blessings that the loving kindness practice invites us traditionally to experiment with, to try for ourselves. I often say that I love the word blessings, that these well wishes um, sometimes evoke because it, the word blessing comes from the same root as the word blood. <coughs> and that word blood is, is that which connects all of us. We can't live without that. We can't live without these well wishes and blessings that we give to ourselves and and uh, the people around us. And that we begin to offer this kindness and these well wishes to each moment that arises, regardless of whether, where on the spectrum of joy and sorrow they fall. And just to name that, um, as we enter this retreat even more deeply past the first day, into the second and the middle part of the retreat, these energies that are classically called uh, the hindrances will arise and they may seem like obstacles, this wanting the moment to be different, this wanting pleasant experiences that this sitting is really painful or the aversion to difficult experiences of thoughts that might come up, or irritations, sounds in the room. Sleepiness, when we get, when we close our eyes, what are we supposed to do anyway? Or even the opposite of restlessness, because there's one aspect that the body gets restless and agitated. But even more importantly, it's the mind that is restless and agitated. I, these, these are just very common experiences, energies. I just want a normal. How many people have felt restlessness even in, in the time that they've been here? How many people have felt sleepiness? So you're not alone, you know, in a way. How many of you have felt aversion to anything since, well, <laughs> so don't take it personally. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with your practice. This is what is part of all of our lives, including the last hindrance of doubt. What the hell am I doing here? Why am I here? And it's really just a thought if we just notice with kindness, not needing to add anything to the experience and see what's on the other side of that itch of doubt. Because there is something that when we go through it, we actually learn, oh, that's the insight. The first precept that 
Kanda, um, uh, uh, that Noli way, I'm sorry, uh, invited us to on the first night was the refraining from doing harm in the world. And often that's interpreted as doing harm to other beings. But this also applies to ourself. Because how do we hold ourselves with the same loving kindness intentions that we are intending for others? And so in the, um, in the traditional practice of loving kindness, it is said in the Samyutta Nikaya, you can search the 10,000 universes and not find a single being more worthy of your loving kindness than yourself. And as we fill that repository of our hearts, it flows in all directions. And then we turn that practice to different archetypes in our lives of, of dear friends, of benefactors, of people we don't know very well, the, what's called the neutral person, and even the difficult person to reach the intention of all beings, which I love because it's another way of expressing the uh, intention of unconditional regard that I've heard in many different traditions. It's just that when I heard them in those particular traditions, I never knew how to get there. Like it just seemed like such an ideal state and that I was so unworthy of that aspiration. And what drew me so clearly to this particular practice was that incrementally I could see myself walking this path and connecting those dots what made such a difference. The, um, so we'll offer the um, traditional practice in this session. We will also offer different flavors of it throughout the retreat to give you options, to give you different doors of, of entering. And the traditional practice includes this, this um, internal recitation of blessings, which can be phrases, um, some of them are written down on that piece of paper that was at the front door. You don't actually need it for this particular session. It's really just to prompt um, uh, your practice for the rest of the day. For some people, phrases seem repetitive. Um, there's a emotional juice that is not necessarily in the verbalization. I want to acknowledge that and just say a few things. One is, my human condition is, is that I learn through repetition, whether it's musical scales or the cursive alphabet, or we do things over and over again in order to condition where the mind and heart can go. So it is a learning process. It's a skillful means. And for some, the 
um, the word is less important than the image or um, a feeling tone. So if that's your case, I invite you to go through the door in which your heart is most open. What evokes that for you? It may be um, a person that's not within these categories of experience. And often when we do loving-kindness practice, because we begin to open this space and relax into it, what comes up is everything, which means the opposite may come up as well. The difficulty. And can we be with that as well? Because the awareness of when I'm not feeling kind is a choice point. This is where the, the mindfulness and kindness are woven together because when I'm aware that I'm not kind, I have a choice to make. Which direction do I cultivate the heart? And when I am aware that I'm not in that place of loving kindness is actually the beginning of the practice. Otherwise I'm lost. In, in feeling contracted. As we move through the, this is the last thing I'll say before we begin this morning, as we move through the archetypes of starting with ourselves, going to our dear friend or benefactor, people that are close to our lives, going to the neutral person, even the difficult person, and we're invited not to choose the most difficult person in your life. We're very task-oriented in our society. Don't try to solve your greatest relational issue, especially if you're engaging with this practice for the first time. And then to all beings. Another way of doing this practice is all those archetypes reside within each of us. I have a benefactor that takes care of me inside if I turn towards them. I have a place that I don't particularly care about, I, that I don't really notice, I, I take for granted. And believe me, I have a really difficult person that I do not like and sometimes really hate. Turning that practice, we can see aspects of our own experience. And that also is a doorway to uh, practice with the external people in our lives. So I'm going to invite you to come to a position that's both comfortable and alert, whether it's in the chair, whether it's on the cushion, whether it's lying on the ground, if that's what your body needs.
finding that posture that allows the body to be alert and relaxed. And just allowing the awareness to take in all of your experience in this moment. The residue, perhaps, of last evening's rest. The aftertaste of the morning's meal. The sounds of the room beginning to settle. Inviting the breath to be felt through the space of your heart. Allowing the inhale to very gently expand and stretch. And the exhale to relax and soften. And as you stay with the energy of breath that feeds the energy of your life, allow an image of yourself to arise in your heart space. Offering to yourself these well wishes, these blessings. May I have happiness in this life. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. May I be safe and protected from harm and danger. May I be as healthy and as strong as I can be in body, mind, and heart.
May I love and be loved. May I love myself without conditions. And in this life, may I find peace (coughs) and freedom. Feeling the intentions and blessings underneath the words. Offering those feelings to your own experience in whatever ways feel resonant.
May I be happy. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. May I be safe and protected from harm and danger. May I be as healthy and as strong as I can be in body, mind, and heart. May I love and be loved. May I love myself unconditionally. And may I have peace and freedom in this life. Staying connected with the inhale and the exhale. Feeling the intentions viscerally in the body. Offering well wishes to your own experience and not needing to judge anything about that experience. Honoring that image of yourself in your heart space. <clears throat> Inhaling and stretching. Exhaling, relaxing. Invite the image of a dear friend or benefactor, someone who has offered you <coughs> goodness. <clears throat> Somebody who has offered you goodness in this life without needing anything in return, perhaps. Someone who has supported you on your journey. <clears throat> Invite the image of this person into the space of your heart. May you too have happiness in this life. <clears throat> May you too be free from pain and suffering.
may you live with ease and well-being. May you be safe and protected from harm and danger. May you be as healthy and as strong as you can be in body, mind, and heart. May you love and be loved. May you love yourself without conditions. And may you too have peace and freedom in this life. Offering these blessings and well wishes to someone who is a dear friend or benefactor in whatever ways feel resonant to you. Staying with the rhythm of the breath, acknowledging your dear friend or benefactor, and feel the possibility of this image of loving kindness practice 
being like a stone that drops into a clear, still pool. And as soon as the stone touches the surface of the water, it begins to ripple in all directions. Rippling out, inviting your awareness to bring in someone you don't know very well someone who might be an acquaintance, someone whom you may have only seen once or twice, perhaps a clerk at a store, a fellow student, or a coworker that is in a distant location. They too live this life and offering those blessings to their experience. May you have happiness. May you be free from pain and suffering. May you live with ease and well-being. May you be safe and protected May you be healthy and strong. May you love and be loved. May you love yourself unconditionally. And may you be free.
and acknowledging the person you may not know very well and continuing to expand the circles of practice. And as we approach people who are difficult in our lives or that difficult person inside of ourselves, the invitation is to be kind to the kindness practice itself. Maybe not to select the most difficult person in your life or the diff most difficult aspect of yourself. Maybe there's some distance that you visualize between your practice and this person. Boundaries are healthy. But they too live the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. May they too find happiness. May they too be free from pain and suffering. May they live with ease and well-being. May they be safe and protected, healthy and strong. And may they too find peace and freedom. Feeling how the heart is in this moment. Not needing it to be anything other than it is. holding your own experience with kindness. The image as we go further in the ripples of this practice, the image is like a gentle fog a gentle rain that falls indiscriminately on all beings. That all beings search for happiness. May they be happy. May all beings be free from pain and suffering. May all beings live with ease and well-being.
May all beings be safe and protected from harm and danger. May all beings be as healthy and as strong as they can be in body, mind, and heart. And may all beings in all worlds and in all directions, find love, peace, and freedom. So we invite you into this form of practice for today and to make it your own, to tailor it. You may not need to go through, not feel that it's appropriate in this moment to go through that whole sequence. I offer it just to give you an overview of the practice. There may be a particular aspect of your own experience that you want to stay with. A person, um, an event. Allow yourself to feel into what, how resonant it would be for you today. The phrases I actually, even when I spoke them, changed them slightly as I went. And really, that was, I was feeling what I was feeling, and so I invite you to feel what you're feeling, to tailor the phrases, to allow them to resonate with your heart. Or maybe it's simply just a word, an image. The sheets are just for your reference. And um, one last story about the repetition. Um, so uh, my mother and father immigrated during World War II and my brother and I grew up, my brother grew up in the McCarthy era and, and I grew up a little bit after that. So we were very assimilated in terms of multiple cultures. And when, and so in my, I was clueless about how much I had internalized the dominant culture into my life. And my, um, my family went back f to China for the first time together 
when my mother turned 80. And I remember being at this beautiful hotel in Shanghai and we were about ready to go to a family um, event. And uh, my brother, who is even more assimilated than I am in his, in his westernization, and being the younger son, I'm always the mediator between the family dynamic, so to speak, you know. And they got into this, they got into this um, conflict around how Chinese to be. The internalized racism just, you know, exploded because the family had never turned to this before. And I was caught in the middle because I was always the mediator and I was like, I just was overwhelmed by the generations that, you know, was in the restaurant as well as in the room. And all I could think of doing was the metta practice. So I went into, because I couldn't fix it. So I went into the other room and I just sat and I was in tears and just, you know, meanwhile it was supposed to be a celebration. And, and it didn't fix the relationship. It didn't fix anything. But it changed my attitude to what was happening. And then, you know, we, we made it through. So, just like I was speaking last night about inclining, even when it feels like despair or failure, but where is the mind and heart inclined? This is the purpose for me. This is why the repetition was really helpful. Because in not knowing what to do, I just did it. And that was so useful. So if that helps a little bit of your to the motivation around coming back over and over again, especially when you don't feel you need it. Because when we do need it, it will be there. So we have a few minutes. Uh, let's do the announcements first and then we have a few minutes for open questions to anything that we've offered. Um, uh, in the last day or two. So um, there's a sign-up sheet for practice leaders.